This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. I said at the last seat at the end of the long table, or, or rather series of tables that had been pushed together to seat all of us with a dozen co-workers or so who were attending a, a work retreat and we had an evening dinner. I looked down the table and I saw that everyone had drinks in front of them. You know what I mean? The, the bottles with the yellow amber liquid with lime wedge in the top. There were wine glasses and some had other drinks in front of them that I had no idea what they were. But the, the waitress brought one man, the same man, that with the amber liquid, yellow liquid, the lime wedge in the top of that bottle, brought him one of those and another and another and another. And then the waitress brought him a drink called a buzz. That was in a very large glass, and he drank all of them. I sat with my glass of water wondering how I was going to get back to the hotel where everyone was staying for the work retreat. You see, that man with that those empty bottles with the lime wedges that were now in the bottom of those empty bottles and the empty glasses where the liquid had been and that liquid buzz had been, that was my driver. We all rode to the restaurant in three cars, and he had volunteered to drive one of them, and, and I rode in that car. I didn't consider that this would happen. I mean, he volunteered to drive. He professed to be a Christian. He was very vocal about that, but I, I knew, I mean, I knew he was not a biblical Christian, not a, a Christian according to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. I mean, and he was not a member of the Lord's church, Acts chapter 2, verse 47. We had had that conversation before. He was more of a, you know, I believe in God and I attend church services sometimes, that kind of Christian. The appearance of what we might call a Christian, you know. But as I sat there and I was watching him throw down bottle after bottle, one after another, I thought, I should not have been surprised. But that wasn't the issue at the moment. It was how I was going to get back safely to the hotel. I saw others with glasses of alcohol, but most of them only sipped them a little. He was the heavy drinker in the group, continuing to drain the bottles and glasses long after the contents appeared to be gone. Well, we finished the dinner and it was time to pile back in the cars and go back to the hotel. Long story short, we all made it back, including the car that he drove. And as soon as we all entered the hotel, I watched as he and the rest of the group headed to the hotel bar for more drinks. The next day was filled with planning for the next quarter, the priorities for the company, the strategies for organizational and individual successes, and the day ended the same, with dinner to celebrate a successful quarterly retreat. And it was time for a decision. Who would drive? And who would ride in the different cars? And I knew I had to make a decision as well. The man who I watched drink four bottles and a buzz the previous night suggested the same writing arrangements as the previous evening. I asked to speak with him in private. I told him I was concerned about his drinking and felt uncomfortable with him driving. His answer was, what? I don't drink alcohol. I told him, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Was I mistaken? Was I confused? I saw the drinks. And it appeared he was consuming alcohol. He replied, oh, it just looks like that. I told the bartender to make mine without alcohol. I wouldn't drink alcohol and drive. It just looks that way. I don't drink alcohol. I'm a Christian. And in that moment, the evening became clear. It was about keeping up appearances 
when I looked down that long row of tables pushed together that evening and the, another long line of drinks on the ones that this man had in front of him, they blended it with the others. That's all I could hear in my mind. The appearance. The abstain from all appearance of evil. You know that one. Second Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 21 and 22. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. I had what appeared to be the proof and his association with it. And, you know, maybe I should have given him the benefit of the doubt. But if we're honest, you know, we've done that too, haven't we? That appearance. And expecting that others will give the benefit of the doubt, you know, even though we are there, even though we are just pretending or we're part of the crowd because we don't want to call attention to the fact that we're different, you know, that's the tough thing about appearances. They appear real. I wonder if there were any people standing outside the crowd in Matthew chapter 27 when Christ was on trial. I wonder if there were anyone there who did not shout crucify him, you know? I wonder if there were some that were there just for appearances. Maybe there were some in the crowd that did not shout. They were just standing around, maybe because there were people there, their family, their friends who said, hey, let's go see this guy who claims to be the son of God. And they went just for appearances sake. But they appeared to be with the crowd. You see, that's the problem with appearances. Even if they are not real, they appear that way. Long after the situation disappears. So the next evening after that meeting was over, we all piled into cars and went to dinner again. And where that man ordered drinks that appeared to be alcoholic, but were in reality not. And eventually we all left the retreat, went back to our own homes and went back to work continuing to keep up appearances so that no one would know the truth on purpose. And it is for this that we examine carefully and abstain for ev from every appearance of evil, even if it is on purpose. It is for this that I bow my knees today. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.